What's up, everybody? Icebox Podcast, episode 83 here. We are back from a two-week hiatus. Scheduling conflicts, mostly my fault. Uh, But we are all back now. Back in the good old US of A. And ready to talk some cards. We were catching up for a bit before we got on the recording here. But yeah, Matt, how are we doing? Let the listeners know. Yeah, doing well. Nothing crazy happening over the last two weeks, but actually have some pretty interesting pickups. I feel like we have a decent amount to get into here. I know um, you got to experience some F1 on your vacation. I did. Seemed to have gotten you intrigued. I think you, I forget what exactly you texted me, but it was something along the lines of, I need to buy some F1 cards now. I do. I do. I'm very intrigued. I kind of want to learn more about what F1 cards are actually out there. Other, If there's like more than just standard tops and dynasty. But the dynasty stuff is so expensive. Oh, I, yeah. I was, I got really intrigued. Was, was actually in Monaco the past weekend. So, you know, the site of the Monaco Grand Prix, obviously. And... I walking along the circuit, going to like the prince's like auto museum or like his personal collection, which is made into a museum. It's kind of fun to think about from a card perspective that your personal collection is literally a museum. But yeah, that's seeing there was like a, I, I assume it's just like a full scale, like full replica of a 2019 Ferrari. And a 2019 Red Bull. Just insane to see. You know, you literally could just walk like right up next to it. Just amazing looking cars. It was so cool to appreciate them in person, especially after having just like walked the circuit at Monaco. And so much of the track was still of like the stands in the pit lane in the garage was still intact. It was super cool. It got me very energized. It was funny. Like, you know, like Charlotte Claire, right? You've heard that name. Yeah. I watched like one season of whatever that show is. Yeah. Drive to Survive. Yeah. So I know most of the names and I kind of know like who's good, but I don't know, you know, who's like second and third in the title race or whatever. Mm -hmm. Leclerc is from Monaco. So like, it was okay. there's like ad there were like built there was like an ad on the back of a bus like for like with like him just like in the ads because he's probably locally very famous but oh, sure there were i was telling matt off offline but let's say it for you guys too there were people like these germans walking along the track like looking for pieces of rubber from like they'd like come off the tires that like hadn't been collected yet these people are really really into the f1 but it kind of got me excited i i feel like i end up just liking ferrari and then like mercedes i feel like those are kind of basic anti-red bull though i really just yeah. anti-max because he's too good but i i really want to start looking into like some autos there's not even that much auto stuff of like the top drivers so it's really expensive no yeah, I'm kind of looking right now. There doesn't seem to be too much. I always say that I'm a George Russell fan. I don't know why, but in the show, I just like him. So that's like my guy. 
I root for Charlotte Claire. I feel like the most. And then like recently because Mercedes has been bad, I've been rooting for Lewis to like win. But I don't know if it's possible for him to win because the car is so much worse than the Red Bull. Yeah. It's really I've I mean, I've watched most of the races, but I like bought a Lewis card and then I I sold it actually to a guy in Wales. Um just kind of broke even moved into just other cards for my PC, but I I do think it could be fun to get some sort of a some sort of Formula One either memorabilia would be cool maybe or like cool cards. I saw a hat, like a Charlotte Claire hat signed in the pit lane from the Monaco Grand Prix in a shop there. Oh, that's pretty cool. And they had other cool they had other cool stuff. Like they had these exact replicas of like their helmets which have like a ton of different like designs on them and like sponsors and like designs they had these one half scale replica helmets in some of these shops that were actually pretty sick so there's all sorts of fun stuff but that is actually I, i gotta explore the cards a little more i i feel like now there's enough products out there that the non-first-year stuff you can get for a pretty good price. And I like Sapphire a lot. Yeah, I would bet... Yeah, there's got to be something that you can get for a reasonable price at this point. Because it's not just all first-year tops chrome like it used to be. I've been thinking about the Charlotte Claire, like, Sapphire rookie. Those are pretty nice. I used to have one, and I flipped it for, like, a couple hundred dollars in, like, a week. And I was when the market was like pretty soft and I did that on two of his cards. And then I've just haven't had any big formula one cards ever since. Hmm. Yeah. I tried to think I've had one formula one card. I had the Lewis first year. Oh, you had that purple. I had the purple. Yeah. That was nice. That's long gone. I'm trying to think. What I, oh, I traded that at the, at the national actually. In Atlantic City. That was a nice card. Yeah, that was a really cool card. I don't think it's expensive at all. Like, anymore. I remember when you got that, I was very jealous of that. Dude, it was a pretty expensive card. Yeah. I don't think it is anymore. I think that was out of $3.99, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this is pretty reasonable now. Like the most recent dynasty, like Charles Leclerc, is like six hundred and fifty bucks with good patches. Huh. I mean, by compare, I mean with like an elite patch, it's like a thousand plus. But just like a meh patch is like six hundred. Okay. There are autos for like a couple hundred now. Okay, I mean, this is like more reasonable than it used to be. This used it used to be just wild. Yeah, it used to be like you. I remember when like first year Dynasty came out. Remember how much the Lewis autos were doing? That was like the card. It, it used to be so expensive. And I, I mean, I'm sure that those still probably are up there. I th- I think some of the Formula One has gotten 
a bad rap because it was pumped and dumped, basically. Yeah. But abroad, there is a very... I think it's kind of like soccer, where abroad, there's still a pretty strong fan base. Yeah, dude. Some of these Lewis cards go for crazy numbers. Like they... I, so a raw one of that purple just did 700 bucks. Okay. I mean, that's like, it's actually not terrible compared to how everything else is done. No. Like well, a, a raw Charles Leclerc from that does like 150 bucks. Oh. Yeah, that's not horrible. No. It's kind of interesting just from a standpoint of catching up. I. You know, when I look at that, I feel like these people who are, like, bad-mouthing all the F1 pump-and-dump type stuff, yeah. it's a little overblown, because modern basketball's done the same thing, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. What, that card you got, you got, since you got that card, maybe it's down, like, I mean, you've already sold it, it's a long gone, down, like, 30 to 40%. That's not... Dip that different from Dude, that's probably less than most basketball. Some of the basketball is down 90%. Dude, I mean, that that like type of card, like that's probably what similar to like a Luca Prism, like numbered card. Yeah, even say similar to like a Luca Blue out of 199. Yeah, dude, those cards are down probably 60%. Yeah. It's really interesting how the narrative is spun on some of this. That we just because I think it's not mainstream and because it bursts onto the scene. I yeah, think right. I think it, if if you dig a little deeper, some of these collector bases are stronger than you think they are. Yeah, I think in the U.S. we don't see it because so much for the F one is overseas. There's so much interest overseas. Like, dude. Switching topics a little bit, but yeah. football collector base right now unmatched. Yeah, it's who does not come close to what is happening in quarterbacks right now. Not like not even remotely close. See, I, I'm really interested, and I understand like that the heat in the football market going into this time. It's huge. Like you said, people are paying close to comps at shows on this stuff. It's it, it happens every year. It seems that in the past like three years, it's happened way more than before with the quarterbacks. Really very interesting stuff. I'm kind of curious to see how sustainable this is. Because yeah. it's kind of flipper interest in quarterbacks, but you know, over time three bubble. There was not a ton of interest in football cards from a collector's standpoint, despite it being the largest American sport in popularity by a considerable margin. Yeah, so here's an example that I saw at the show. Yeah, fire away. One to get actual comps here. Okay. Trevor Lawrence. Blue Ice Prism. Out of 99. The card is sweet. Yeah, I love that. So, we'll do... So, there's two cards I saw, right? Mm-hmm. PSA 9. 
Oh, we'll start with the 10. So at 10, the last comps are March 6 okay. for 3600 March 19, two weeks later, 4600 I ask about one at the show today, or Saturday. He says a number. I think it's insane. He then pulls out his phone and shows me a MySlabs offer that is very close to that insane number. Seven grand. Double? Yeah. Seven grand. So then I'm like, oh, crap. So I see a guy there who has a nine, right? The last nine comp is 1,200. Okay. He has it at 3,000. He says, I say, I'm willing to pay over that 1,200 comp for yeah. sure. And I'm like, dude, like that seems pretty strong. Like, I don't know. And I, I'm like, I'll circle back, like come back around. I'm thinking it's like two. Mm -hmm. I circle back around, boom, sold it. He got like 2,800. What? Yeah. It's like two and a half times the last comp. Holy smoke. This I is mean, dude, more insane football, than I thought. Dude, football, it's insane. All these Prism 10s are going nuts. And it's for Lawrence, dude. Lawrence is so hot. He's going to be the guy at the National. I mean, like if you could find a Lawrence, like a good Lawrence card, like a Contenders, a Prism, maybe like a good Select at full comps, you should almost just buy it. And put it up on eBay for like 3x comps. And you might get like double the last comp. Like if there's a comp from March. And they're willing to sell a Lawrence at a comp from March. I'm buying it. I mean it's. Dude he's like doubled. In the last like month. It's going to be big going into this. But I didn't realize that it would be this extreme. I mean this happens every year with somebody. Yeah. I mean dude Fields. His stuff was nuts. Um, trying to think who else. Like Herbert and Burrow aren't as nuts. No, I'm interested to see how the good old Justin Herbert does. I've heard, I, I think that a lot of the high-end Herbert I've heard is kind of tied up. It, it doesn't really float around as much. The people are kind of in wait-and-see mode on him. It, it doesn't make sense to sell it. It's way no, too cheap. That's the situation that everyone's in. It's that if you believed in him, you believe that it's worth more than what it currently is going for. And that why would you sell it at the current prices? You're, honestly, at the current prices, I would love to buy a Herbert. I think that's what a lot of people feel like. It just doesn't come up. Yeah, you're right. But, dude, Fields, I think a lot of people are going to lose their shirt on him. Dude, Fields is a pure runner. Yeah, he's not good. Like, I think with Lawrence, there's a rationale behind it. Like, one, his division sucks. They should win the division easily, I think. Easily. Yeah, easily. So, I mean, like, I can see the – is it overhyped? Like, yeah, probably. But, like, I can see 
I can see the rationale, you know. Mm -hmm. But dude, Fields, I don't, I don't know. I like he's not going to win the division. I, mean, I don't think the Bears have any chance to win that division. It's got to be the Lions. I think the Lions are the favorites by a good amount, in my opinion. Yeah, because I mean the Packers aren't really any good anymore. No, um, it's it's really just the to me it's the Lions and the Vikings. I think the Lions are the better team. Yeah. So, but either way, not the Bears. So I don't know. I don't know like what they kind of expect out of Fields, like. But his stuff is going nuts. I mean, it's yeah, it's crazy. Football was insane at the Monster. I think that was an interesting update, especially with the national creeping up. Nationals, I don't know, six, seven weeks away. It, eventually, I think it's going to start to settle down pre-national. But it, there, there's a crux point as you get close to the time of the national where everyone wants to unload this stuff, where it's no longer safe to buy it. Because then... Much like after what well, we all remember during what was it 2021 when Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl, but then his cards went down. You have that every year with football around the national. Yeah, you know who I think is a really interesting buy is Josh Allen. He's yes. kind of all quiet on the Josh Allen front. Dude, he's so cheap. But if he doesn't do something this year. That's yeah, risky. Then yeah, I mean Hello, like, Jackson, the clock's ticking for Josh Allen. Much like the clock's ticking for Herbert, it's not that different of a scenario. Yeah, I think I mean dude like last season killed Josh Allen. The I mean, that was his year. That was the year that they were supposed to win. Yeah. And and they didn't. So, if he doesn't win it this year, it's going to be tough sledding for his cards. But if he does win it this year, I think his cards are going to have a huge jump because they're so cheap right now. Well, he's in the same – he's starting to get it closer to the Lamar Jackson boat where the stuff is priced pretty low compared to their success. But they have that – but that limited playoff success and all those playoff yeah. questions <clears throat> really do limit the price of the cards. Oh, definitely, yeah. Every year I get intrigued by Lamar Jackson for that reason. Yeah, it would just be interesting if he actually had some playoff success. I mean, his cards would... It would be different. It would be very different. Yeah, to have that to have that MVP and then also playoff success, I mean, that's a great combo. Yeah. I mean, it's, the playoff success is game-changing. I mean... yeah. Did the Jaguars win a game in the playoffs? Yeah. Who'd they beat? They lost to the Chiefs. Then they beat Herbert. Oh, they did. Because they came back. Like, legitimately winning that one game, though, I think was probably huge for his hobby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because remember how bad he played in the first half? I don't personally like that, though, when someone, like, what do you throw, four or five picks? Like and then they after absolutely destroying their team's chances of success, then miraculously pulling out a win, and then everyone's like the best quarterback to ever exist led such a comeback. I'm like, well, how did we get here? Hmm. Dude, 
I get so much hate for it being in Michigan. But to me, that's what Matt Stafford was. Well, and he just fall behind from his own failures, and but then would lead the comeback. It like the, the most overrated stat for me is fourth quarter comebacks. Yeah, because it means you put yourself in a bad position. And dude, that's how the Lions won all their games. It's like Matt Stafford has a fourth quarter comeback. They win 17 13. It's like, well, what was he doing for the first three quarters? Like, why couldn't you have just straight up won the game? And yeah. I don't know. That's what always drove me nuts about Stafford is he'd have like four, he'd probably have like three games a year where he'd have these miraculous fourth quarter comebacks. And everyone's like, oh, like this dude's amazing. It's like, Hey, but like, why can't you just straight up win a game? Yeah, I I I do feel that way about the T Law performance. I think the stars are aligned though for him to have a good year, much like the stars kind of aligned for Jalen Hurts last year. Dude, Jalen Hurts cards are quiet. Jalen Hurts, I've heard no chatter on. Literally no, no chatter. You hear all this chatter. Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. Josh Allen, even, and then you know the big Kahuna, Trevor Lawrence, even yeah. you know, murmur, murmur, Kenny Pickett, but you do not hear anything about Jalen Hurts. No, not really. It's kind of interesting. Kind of makes you wonder if he's almost like a sneaky little, little buy. It does make you wonder. Also, it's getting hard for me to resist the temptation to buy Kenny Pickett cards as a fan, but I'm still trying to resist. Dude, I actually like Kenny Pickett cards, man. I will say, I still have those three contenders. The immaculate RPAs are like seven, eight hundred bucks. Dude, I was looking at one of the horizontal ones with like the jumbo patches. From what? Immaculate. Oh. And it got offered to me for like four twenty-five. It's an auto. Yeah, like one of the jumbo like horizontal ones. Yeah, I was talking about the true vertical. I guess it was seven or eight. Well, that makes sense. Damn. Yeah, that was almost tempting to me to snag one of those. Mad, I want it. Good patch on it too. I wish I had a picture of it. But yeah, I don't know. Those are kind of interesting. So tempting. Like, yeah, this thing. It's like a true. It's like five hundred bucks. Yeah, like that's that's got good patches on it too. Yeah, man, Matt. Want these cards? Yeah, I fell into the temptation, and I'm not even a fan of them. I know, it's so tempting as a Steelers fan. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I need all of these. Yeah, football's going off, but yep. Got, I think maybe we move before we wrap. Do you want to talk about some incoming purchases we have? Yeah, let's do it. Do you? I, I might start with mine. It's a little less exciting, but finally getting around to doing some of the. I talked about it a while back about my thousand dollar vintage uh card dream like spending spree. Yeah, and I picked up the 1972 Topps Clemente PSA 6. Got that one. Got one that looked pretty nice. The quality that was probably the lowest was the corners. 
and that's what I like to see on my vintage cards. So I was really happy with it, and I'm very excited to have that one incoming. Even though you can kind of get them whenever you want, and like I feel like in today's hobby, people are like, why would you buy something you could get whenever? It's fun just to have for the collection, and I'm very excited to have it. Eyeing a Willie Mays card, too. Got inspired by a documentary I watched on the plane to rekindle this hunt. Is your, uh, so, it, well, knowing you, I'm sure it is, but it's pretty good center then? The centering's decent. I, I would say it's not above average, but I would say it's close to average. Okay. Because, yeah, some of these that I'm looking at on eBay are pretty off-center. Oh, some of them are pretty bad. I, yeah. I had to stay away from them. Mine is not fully centered. Some of them are really bad, though. Like, they're off top to bottom and left to right. This one right. is left to right a pretty good amount. Oh, yeah. Is that is that yours? Yeah. Centering's not great, but the registration is pretty good. Top to bottom's really good. Yeah, the top to bottom's good. The left to right's bad. It just looks really nice. I don't know. The color's pretty bold. In the yeah. Is that eBay? Yeah, just eBay. It was just a, a below comp spot now. Oh, nice. So then after you pay the shipping and the taxes, it all comes out even. Right, yeah. But you have. I well, I, I, I guess maybe do we want to even talk about it? It might be too. It's it might is it not necessarily a you want to wait till it's a done well, deal. Yeah, we'll wait until I get it in person. He shipped it though. So I have a tracking number at least. Okay, that's huge. But Matt has a potentially massive mail day coming. Yeah, hopefully. So, here's a, here's an interesting card that I don't know if you saw I got. Oh, yeah. Like Did you see I picked up this one? Oh. The, oh, I think I put it. This is a 96 Griffey Jr. Chrome Refractor. Yeah, PSA 9. I really like that. I figured... I don't know. It seemed like a really... Well, it is a tough grade. And a 10 just had a crazy come. Those things have great shine. Yeah, I'm excited to see it in person. I've never seen one of those in person. So It looks like the green, like the Kobe does. Yeah, this one doesn't have any green yet. So you got to be a little careful with them. But right. they, they do yeah. look pretty sick. I'm not going to lie. Those Kobe refractors just look awesome. Yeah, I could never own one that's all green, though. I know. It'd be sad. Some of those... I, I've actually been thinking about buying some, like, just old-school Topps Chrome refractors just for fun. Because some of those are so nice. Yeah, just, like, random guys that you like. Yeah. That are too pricey. Yeah. It's just yeah, nice. Yeah, those. that's the type of stuff that I like. Um, like, trying to snag of, like, Rodman. Yeah. Because it's, like, relatively cheap, but it's just fun to own. Yeah. Oh, I bought another thing today from a guy. Another thing to add. Someone I know bought a 30-card or, like, a 100-card the cup lot purely uh, to get one card. Really? He hadn't. It was like a card that was like a print run of less than twenty, and he hadn't seen it in years. 
So he bought a hundred card lot so they could get this one card. But in it was a first and second year of the cup flurry base, which he sold me below comps. So I have those coming in now. It's kind of like an NT base type deal, but like first year and second year of it. Because those are, it's like numbered, right? Yeah, out of 249. Okay, so pretty low. It's out, It's always been out of 249 for the cup base. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was just a fun little pickup. Yeah. I think the first year stuff's kind of fun. Even if it's not worth a lot, it seems like the first year stuff is always more challenging to find. Yeah. It's so then it's too. fun to get. It's fun, too, that it goes with my, like, Crosby RPA being from that year. Oh, yeah. That is cool. So I was pretty excited about that. Cheaper little yeah. mail day, too. Can never go wrong. Yeah, that's kind of cool to, like, like a cool pairing to have. I was pretty excited. Hopefully next week, Matt, we're talking about an extremely exciting mail day of yours. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. So stay that. Yeah, I think we'll probably wrap it up there. But thank you as always for listening. Next week we'll be back on track two, episode eighty-four. Stay tuned. Thank you all as always.